the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for being along on this soggy Monday edition of The Ride Home. It's a little hard to get used to wearing a turtleneck again. It's going to snow tonight. I'm wearing a turtleneck. Somehow, I mean, there's no one to blame, but wouldn't it be nice to blame someone? I want to blame someone. You know, can I file a complaint with someone? Could I blame you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Because you were in California last week. <laughs> That's right. For crying out loud, but the I weekend think I was lovely, you. wasn't it? Wasn't it nice? Gorgeous. Okay, I got to tell you what I did. Okay. Saturday, it, I woke up and I could hear the birds singing and the window was open mm. and it was just so good. I thought, you know what? I I need to clean something. Really? I need it to clean something. It did, I have to clean something. Spring cleaning. So of course I didn't. It didn't take me longer than like two seconds to think of what I was going to clean because, and this is embarrassing to admit, but I have to be honest about who I am. I still had like a wintry decoration on the front porch. Oh, that's okay. I did. I was no, like you know a greenery thing. It still feels like winter. I did okay, but I, but. It was bothering me. Like for the last month, it was really bothering me. Not, but it was not enough to take it down. Not enough to take it down because it was so cold. I was going to have to stand out there to do it. And yeah. I thought, forget this. I'm not doing that. Well, finally, I thought this is the day. So I went out there. I cleaned that porch within an inch of its life. Don't you love that? I loved love it. it. Oh, I yeah. loved it. And I did the two level approach. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I'm not. First level on an outdoor porch is the shop back level. Oh, okay. The second, Sweet yes. Shop, yeah. The second level is the vacuum level. You don't use a hose? You have to do both. Well, here's the thing. I have carpeting on my on my oh, okay. uh, porch. Yeah. So it's outdoor carpeting. Yeah, you know, but I'm, still but, it's carpeting. Yeah, it's carpeting. So uh, that's the two-level approach. It's not very, truly very clean nice. if you don't do the two-level approach. Excellent. Anyway, I feel very, very good about it. So it goes pretty fast, like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, no. no that I'm was a good three hours. <laughs> of course it was. It was a good three hours a of, of doing that. There's a lot out there. You Holy have to clean smokes. it all off. You have very to nice. get it all in a good place. You have to vacuum everything. You have to set it all up. You have to put all the stuff back. Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Excellent. Yeah. What about you? I'll match you. Uh, I did something similar. We, um, we've been having a conversation, a not too successful one, about a guest room. So yesterday, oh, now that your kids are older, you're thinking we're going to, okay. Yeah. So yesterday, we've got a spare bedroom. I took everything out of that room. I mean, everything. I found the proper place for it. A couple of years ago, my, my mother-in-law died, and that was like, you know, it was a, a big thing because all this stuff came to us. Oh, sure. And you, so right, you don't know where to put I've it. I've got boxes of family photos and blah, 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 blah. Finally, I put it in its right and proper, proper place, and then... I took everything out. I washed all the walls you wa- down. You and your wall washing. I love that. Man, you know, that's, that's Grace Hall. It is. <laughs> that's your mother. I was down on my hands and knees washing the, the baseboards, feeling good about my mom. Of course you were. Everything was out. Then I, you gave me a bed years ago, this beautiful bed. You remember yeah, I that bed about, you gave me? I forgot about that, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's like a little, has a little turned it places. Does. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. nice. I went down, washed that whole thing off, yeah. put it all together. Put the slats in Why place. Why did I give that to you? I have no idea. Okay, I don't know I was either. at your house and you're like, you want that bed? I was like, yeah. Okay. And I, 
That was like seven years ago. I'm, I I'm, not, I'm not in the habit of giving you furniture. I know. <laughs> I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Yeah. Before I put it together, I thought, I bet it's broken. <laughs> oh. Because, well, because that's the kind of gift I give. Well, I don't know. I thought, it just maybe it doesn't work right. Maybe she just wanted to get rid of it. I wasn't sure. But I put it together. I don't think I do And that. it was all strong. I didn't know what the deal yeah, was. Yeah, okay. Oh, you give me furniture. This is, this is probably a cast off from Kathy like she normally does. You know, hey, John, you want a broken bed? But it's not broken, my friend. I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you that. No. Anyway, so it looks great. And then I'm going to go out tomorrow and buy a mattress and box spring. Good for you. Very nice. That's awesome. And so here's this weird thing. When you're cleaning and it's all done, don't you go back and look at it? Oh, my gosh. Listen, that's so funny. Every time I pass by our front oh. windows, you know, in my front room to look out onto the porch, I just glance out there. Yeah. I think, that's looking good. Yeah. Did you show your husband? Yeah. Yeah. You have to show that off, of course, when you've done come it. Come in here. Right. Stay and in and there you know when proud. I came when I came to work today, mm-hmm. I kind of pull out the side of my house and then I drive around the front of my house down yeah. the street. I stopped. Take a look at it. <laughs> I did. I looked up at that porch and I thought, uh-huh. Yeah. She put a sign up. Clean porch, like a big arrow. Clean porch. Stop on by. So are you going past the guest room saying Often. <laughs> I just go up there and stand. And there's no mattress. Because it just feels good in there. Oh. My wife walked by and she said, that's the cleanest room in the house. And I go, you gay rich, you really is. That's definitely the cleanest room, honey, because I did it. You know what you could do? Uh, you and your wife could move into that room. <laughs> like now that it's so clean. You're like, you know what? I'm leaving our old bedroom behind. You ever do that? Do you ever abandon your bed and go to like a different bed? No. Uh, well, since I've been sleeping on the sofa oh. for nine months, right. I did that nine months ago. That's not too good. Yeah, it's yeah. really sad. Anyway. But one of these days, I'm going to go to the original mattress factory and buy one of those magical beds. You've been talking about this for a long time. I know, but it's so expensive. Could that I give them as a sponsor? Maybe could, a discount. No, I, just I, a little I, discount for a mattress. Beg. It's okay. just super sad. Yeah. we got a show for you today. Yeah. You know, in the on deck oh. circle, Greg Clugston. Oh, and before we do that. Wait a second. Wait. Because. <laughs> yeah, we went to, we were MCs for like, I don't know how many times. I bet this is my 10th year. I think they're done with me. Um, for the Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Breakfast, Friday morning, 7.30, David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Yeah, we want to thank everybody oh who was there. Um, we want to thank the chairman, Ray Bettler, um, the CEO of Wabco Corporation. Love that guy so much. You know, in the, in the three years that Ray chaired the prayer breakfast we went from having a, an attendance of maybe 550 yeah. to over a thousand it doubled yeah under ray's leadership yeah he did an excellent job I want to thank lisa slayton at the pittsburgh leadership mm-hmm. foundation for providing outstanding leadership as she always does john henning yeah john henning was a was a um a keynote. keynote speaker did a wonderful job just all the people who are involved in the prayer breakfast yep. it's it's a great thing and all of you stop by to say hi afterwards and you know listeners to the show and people who've been on the show in the past or whatever anyway it was a great experience doesn't okay. always people go hey guys i'll, I'll listen to your show i'm always surprised are you surprised? I'm always surprised. There are people You listening. do. You listen to the show. Okay. Really? What? He's, seriously? I thought my wife listened. Maybe, you know, some in-laws or something, but that's about it. I think there's a lot more than that. Okay. Hey, we got a good show for you, don't we? Yeah, not? we do. Greg Clugston's in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk about what's new in Syria, um, what's going on with the president's lawyer and his uh, legal troubles, and we're going to find out more about what's going on inside the Beltway. Next, Greg Clugston, SRN White House correspondent. 101.5 WORD. When boys hit adolescence, moms in particular need to make some adjustments that can feel uncomfortable. 
Here's Dr. Meg Meeker. Part of masculinity is respecting their sense of authority and imparting a sense of authority to them as a man. What moms and dads can do to raise boys to become men. Next time on Family Life Today with Dennis Rainey. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product. And they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with a better business bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit ExpressPros.com slash Pittsburgh West. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Well, we're never looking for questions to ask when it comes to our weekly time with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, this week is no different. Welcome back. How are you? Hi, Kathy. I'm good. You're right. It would be newsworthy if we had no news to talk about. Right. Yeah. Ho-hum. We could use a ho-hum week or two. So, Greg, let's get, let's get right to it. Everybody is talking about James Comey, his book, the George Stephanopoulos interview last night on ABC. I mean, this is a bundle full of some rough stuff, is it not? No, you're absolutely right, John, and we're going to be hearing a lot more of James Comey in the coming weeks. This was just the opening interview of a promotional tour he's making, and he's doing interviews again on ABC and CNN this week and all sorts of outlets, and so he's going to be making the rounds and doing a book tour and all the rest, and so he's going to be out with a drumbeat of 
a lot of these lines uh, that we heard in the interview last night in terms of his responses to very specific and direct questions that we heard from George Stephanopoulos. But you're right, the bottom line is that um, you know, the American people are going to have to look at comments made by President Trump, comments made by James Comey, and decide who who they think is more credible, who they who they believe in this circumstance. But you know, the bottom line, really, from uh, at least in my estimation, from Comey's comments, were that his his personal experience and dealings and meetings with President Trump in the early months of the administration last year. Uh, showed him that uh, Trump was someone you couldn't really trust because he was loose with the facts and that he thought he was morally unfit to be the president of the United States. So talk to us about how the White House is responding. Not surprisingly, we heard a little bit more of what we heard a lot of before the interview aired. Uh, If you remember back uh, over the weekend and last Friday, you had um, the press secretary, Sarah Sanders, as well as a a Twitter explosion from from the president, I think it was on Sunday morning, all aiming at uh, Comey, uh, describing him as a leaker and a liar and a slimeball and other fifth-grade name-calling terms that (laughs) just kind of came one after the other. And so it was very clear that the White House simply was trying to poke at Comey's own credibility and uh, shoot the messenger as much as they could even before the interview aired on ABC last night. Now today, Sarah Sanders, talking to reporters on Air Force One, said that the president did watch uh, some bits and pieces of the interview but did not see the whole thing last night, and then went went on again to talk about how um, Comey is a liar and a leaker and his credibility is is shot in the White House view. Greg, uh I think you probably would agree with this, but I can't remember any time in the last 30, 40 years. I don't know if it's ever been like this, where a sitting president has been under such assault from former members of the cabinet or those in the inner circle. This is this is truly a once-in-a-lifetime event. Well, sir, yeah, if, yeah, generation or a lifetime or whatever time period, it is unique uh, because of, of the kind of infighting. And it's not only with former uh, members of uh, high-level government positions, like with Comey, former director of the FBI, but you you, you even have uh, these ongoing tensions that the president has with some of his current cabinet members. And you think of Jeff Sessions, who's the attorney general, and Rod Rosenstein, who is the attorney, who's the deputy attorney general at the Justice Department, and there still is this grappling going on. And uh, you add in, for example, last week's. FBI raid of President Trump's personal lawyer's office and home in New York City. Um, and so that brings in the Justice Department into that whole web of things, too. And obviously the president was very furious about that decision. So the, you're right on so many different levels, John, that we really have not seen this kind of, mm-hmm. of animosity and tension between not only current but also former high-level ranking officials in the United States government. And I don't know how we as civilians, people outside the administration, assess this, but I wonder how this type of discord affects decision-making when it comes to targeted airstrikes in Syria. Well, if you look at the... If you look at the days last week and the events that unfolded, and even on the day Friday leading up to the announcement for late Friday night by the president about the airstrikes in Syria, 
it was it was fairly chaotic and of course we've been using that word to describe a lot of the kind of the white house machinations here over the last year and two or three months but it really was another chaotic day and um, i i was alluding to some of those tweets where the president was uh, describing uh, James Comey as a slime ball and things, and so, you know he's he's peppering social media with all of these um, these insults, and he seems to be so preoccupied with uh, with shooting down James Comey, and then a few hours later, in a formal address to the nation on broadcast TV, he announces military action in association with the United Kingdom and France, and so it's it's really kind of a dichotomy, yeah. I guess, of of uh, you know presidential actions. Uh, all in the same day within, you know, less than 24 hours. Yeah, and it, gi- and it gives you an unsettled, um, it gives you an unsettled feeling about how uh, the manner in which decisions are made, I guess is what it is. You know, when when I was, you know, following on Twitter over the weekend or reading news stories, I do, I do sense that dichotomy, but it, it also, it, it, just as an average citizen, it makes you think, what's going on? Like it, 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 it shakes your confidence is what it does. Right. We often hear about, you know, the term, the ability for someone to compartmentalize, and often that is applied to or it's asked about of different presidents. Um, and certainly a certain degree of compartmentalization has to happen because there are ceremonial duties of the presidency. There are hard, life-changing uh, military decisions that have to be made, and sometimes, you know, you're taking a a photo op with Girl Scouts one hour, and the next hour you're sitting in the Situation Room. Right, that's the nature uh, of the job. Yes, it is. Um, but what you what we were just describing is is uh, an added layer of uncertainty and chaos and pers- personnel issues and struggles um, and and complaints and name calling and all of these other layers that we typically have not seen at the presidential level in American politics if not ever, certainly within a generation, uh, probably longer than that. And so that's what is still new to even those of us in the press and the American people that are that are witnessing what we're seeing coming out of Washington yes. right now. We're talking with Greg Clugston. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, uh, let's turn to Syria. Uh, just uh, Friday night, uh, European allies and the United States launched a targeted attack on facilities that were thought to uh, include the gas manufacturing, of which 40 people were killed last week in Syria. Um, it's good to have allies. It seems, despite um, what the president says of mission accomplished, that this was a positive thing, that perhaps it will at least slow down or um, prevent such attacks, at least in the near future, yeah? Sure, that's, and that's the stated goal, to deter future use of these banned weapons by Syria. And, it, you know, the, uh, the attack last week on civilians that left, you know, several dozen people dead, including children, uh, came about exactly one year's time after a previous chemical weapons episode in Syria, and there was a similar U.S. response, although it was uh, pretty much done by the United States Armed Forces alone with those 59 Tomahawk missiles. But this time you have the uh, the response, the joint response with France and the U.K., and over 100 missiles went in. Uh, the president, uh, as you pointed out, John, you know, he, he, he tweeted that it was perfectly executed and it went on to say mission accomplished, although it, it, it does raise the question on <clears throat> what exactly the mission is, meaning are these strikes uh, going to just continue um, if there is continued chemical reaction or ke- chemical um, att- 
attacks being used by, by the Syrian government and the Assad regime. That seemed to be the, uh, the message from the White House on Saturday, because Nikki Haley, who represents the U.S. at the United Nations, uh, her quote at the U.N. on Saturday, after having talked to President Trump Saturday morning, said, we're locked and loaded, ready to go again, <laughs> if there is this kind of repeat behavior. It's hard to believe. I mean, this is now arguably the world's largest humanitarian disaster since World War II. And this is not something that was that was created by President Trump. This is a this is a, a situation that was inherited from President Obama and it was not created by him either. These are just these are difficult forces. The complexity of what's going on in Syria is really hard. You know, I spent I was telling John, I spent an hour last night just trying to give myself a brief, kind of go back to the beginning. You know, how did this happen in Syria? Where did this start? Um, it's incredibly complicated. I mean, you add the the rulers of Syria, you add the different um, jihadist forces that have gathered in with the rebel forces, and it it's hard to tell um, who are allies and who are enemies. But one thing we do know is is any instance where any government uses chemical weapons, it just it has to be stopped. My question is whether this is enough. Yeah, it, it, the, the question, it, you know, it really it needs to be asked because it wasn't enough a year ago, apparently, to have that limited strike. And by all accounts, it, it, and even as the president said today, um, all the missiles hit their targets and the Syrian forces were unable to intercept any of the missiles, um, is, is it going to be enough? And, and that is a legitimate question to ask. What's also interesting is... Um, the involvement with France and the UK, especially France, because you had the president of France over the weekend say it was, uh, it was he was the one who had convinced President Trump to uh, to to join in on the uh, the missile strikes and to keep force keep U.S. forces there. Uh, just a few days after the president had said he would like to get the U.S. forces out here in a few months' time, uh, perhaps even by the end of the year, uh, and now that whole equation is mm-hmm. completely up in the air. Uh, because of what has happened with, you know, the Assad regime. And what's also interesting further, uh, because of the comments made by the French president, he happens to be coming to Washington next week for the very first official state dinner of the Trump administration. So that certainly is going to be a topic next week. So, Greg, uh, news broke yesterday that Barbara Bush has decided to stop treatment. Barbara Bush is 92 years old, uh, obviously in deeply frail health. Um, certainly um, Bush 1 and Bush 2, those seem like light years away from what's happening today in Washington, D.C. Um, can you talk about the Bush family and specifically Barbara Bush? Um, have you had any interaction with her over the years you've been at the White House? You know, I have not personally. Um, I met an, another First Lady Bush, and that was Laura Bush, and had interviewed her once uh, during uh, her husband's time in office, but not with Barbara. Uh, but she certainly is iconic in her own way. Um, she is known for having, you know, sort of a wicked sense of humor um, and being irreverent, perhaps at times, uh, but also being really um, a guiding force in in the Bush family in terms of sort of a glue. And and that's that's true of a lot of mothers and a lot of families, to be honest. Sure. You know, very strong and caring and uh, kind of the emotional center of of the family and. Uh, you know, even when you would hear George W. Bush as the sitting president of the United States, you know, refer to his mom as mother this and mother would do this when we were kids. And uh, he always just referred to her very reverently as mother. Um, and you could just see the love and, and hear the love um, and, and not just with George W., but also his siblings as well. But um, 
obviously a, a very unique American family in politics because I think she's the only person to have been married to and had um, a son who were American presidents. Wow. I, um, I think Adams uh, was the other. So um, I have to go back and double-check that for sure. But she, she'll hold a place in uh, sort mm-hmm. of... Uh, you know, presidential history in that regard as well. Yeah, well, our very best to the Bush family. And Greg, our very best to you as well. Thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Always. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. More about Greg and SRN News at wordfm.com. Take a break. Come back. we got a lot more ahead. We're going to talk about your credit card and signatures. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 7 25% off labor and installation. That's 855 the number 4 new gutters. Call now and you'll even get a free $100 restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855 the number 4 new gutters and get LeafGuard today. 855 the number 4 new gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day. And our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeal Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. Right now, there's a girl in India who has dreams bigger than her village. Right now, there's an elder in Guatemala who dreams of a life of greater dignity and less loneliness. You can help change the future of one person in a single moment. Begin the change at Unbound.org. What costs less than a Kate Spade purse and is better than a box of chocolates? Well, you wouldn't know because you're a guy. It's the Mother's Day gift that will make you a star with the ladies of your life. Just go to WordFM.com and give her the gift of a ladies' night out. Friday, May 11th, Mother's Day weekend, with the very funny Amy Barnes. Live at Impact Christian Church in Moon Township. A night of shopping, dining, and side-splitting entertainment. Ladies' night out, Friday, May 11th, at Impact Christian Church. RSVP now. Keyword, ladies, at WordFM.com. Unseasonably cold with some out-of-season snow through tomorrow. Watch for slick spots late tonight and tomorrow morning. Brisk and cold tonight. Snow at times accumulates coating to an inch through tomorrow morning. Low 32. Lingering flurries tomorrow afternoon with a high near 40. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low near 30. And then turning milder Wednesday. Sun will mix with clouds and the high will be 57. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. 
More than 2,600 years ago, there was a scribe who wrote on a wet clay tablet. He signed his name Adu. Adu Scribe is what he said. And this is supposed to be the, uh, the first known signature in the world. Well, now, Adu the Scribe, if he was alive today, he would no longer have to write his signature on a credit card. Because starting this month, all the major credit card retailers, you know, of course, know who they are, right? They're all going to go away and say, you know, when you make a purchase, we don't need your little squiggle. We don't need your wiggle anymore. It's been preempted, outdated, done forever. I don't like it. I do. I don't like it. Do you do you really write your signature when somebody asks you to write your signature? I mean, I don't write anything that looks like Kathy uh, Emmons. No. I'll tell you that. I do this. Right. Like in a court of law, is that but admissible? If you, but if you compared all of my scribblings, you could tell it was the same person. Really? Yeah. You, not with you? No. No. I don't think so. It's the it's the least interested thing I do. Okay, that's it. I I don't like it. I just I, I'm happy to see it. Just a waste of time. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, all I'm saying is that the more the further we move away from actual things, the more nervous I get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the, there's something like I am. This is my finger. And I'm using it with this pen and I I'm writing it. on this piece of paper. Yeah. So now it's just going to be the microchip in my card. And I appreciate the fact that that's more secure and it's harder to forge. And I, I like all of that. Yeah. But it just seems like we're not, like the article you're referring to is New York Times today by Danny Hakim. Yes. He says this. I actually only recently relearned to sign my name after living in London for four years. A bank manager over there once chuckled at me when I asked for a checkbook. <laughs> I could tell he was Good. about to have a conversation he'd had with other American expats because nobody in that city, from the landlords to the orthodontists, use checks. Mm-hmm. They just transfer money from one bank account to another. Years ago, their credit cards contained the microchips that replaced signing. You can even tap your card against the turnstile to pay for a ride on the London Tube. Oh, yeah. You don't have to swipe it. I just mean, tap it. Don't you use your Apple, uh, your Apple app? To pay? No. You know, you just hit it and you never. Pay. I've never done that. I did it at PNC Park. Because that's that creepy. Ago. No, it's welcome to 2018. This is the new world we live in here. Am Kath. I? I'm falling behind. Well, you got a little. You know. Listen, what? Don't don't you be like shaking your head dismissively I'm and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you recognize it. Like you're it. talking about me in pity. No, no. no but here's the thing. The sign, so here we are. are We're just. I'm not trying to make a generalized economic statement on world banking or anything. But I'm saying that just transferring money from one bank account to another, if you take a step back and look at it, mm. it's a little anxiety producing. Of course it is, because it's your money move, moving. Right. Just with just with numbers, that's all we're doing. Yeah. That's all we're doing. So there's nothing. What, so, so the squiggle's like going to make no, you feel better? No. It's just so. a sign. It's another sign that we're going down a road where there's nothing real. There's no, I'm not handing you three quarters for something that you're going to give me anymore. I'm just going to swipe my card against your card. I'm glad and you then. brought this up though, because today, this is, you do this, this is, the, I went to Giant Eagle today. For the first time in a long time, instead of using a debit card, I use cash. Because I wouldn't even know how to do that. What, at the, at the self-checkout? Yeah, okay, I don't now, know how to do it. So there's no Oh, great. Cashier. So you're putting cash into some like nameless and I automaton. You know how much my, my purchase cost me? $5.01. So I put the $5 in. I thought, oh, clearly, they'll let me go for that penny. 
Like there was like a little penny tray somewhere close right. by. There was nothing. I had to put another dollar in, and they gave me, the machine did, 99 cents. That kind of hacked me off. Okay, now let me ask you this. If you're going to a giant eagle, yeah. and I, I think I know the answer to this, are you going to try to go to the person first before you go to self-checkout? Absolutely not. What? Never. I will avoid that at all costs. Why? I feel as though I can move quicker on my own. No, you're wrong about that. No, That's a bad I'm choice. Not, nope, That's a bad nope, choice. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, no. You should be going to the human. You should always choose the human first. You should be going to the human first uh-uh. because first off, that's a person's job that you should be defending. God bless them. Second of all, any human interaction is good for both humans. I'm sure that I'm sure you're right about that, but I can skip that because I have plenty of human. Why? Because you know the 4011 means bananas, and so you can get out I faster. Do, I do. I know. I move just, along. No, I think I, I nope. as your friend. And as your fellow American no, and human no, on no, earth, no. want to encourage you to rethink that. No, because then I got to stand there passively and watch a stranger take my stuff and scan it when I can do the That's same thing. That's a human person. I, I can do it quicker and more efficient, and then I'm out the door. And then You're I just, a talk show host. You're not a cashier at a grocery store. I don't believe you can do that faster than the human can. Here's the deal. The skill set is not that complex. Now, you don't know that. No, it is. I, Listen, plus you're taking away an opportunity you have to say, hi, how are you, to a human. You're the one who picks on me for looking at my phone in elevators. They don't you care said, about me. You said, Kathy, you should put your head up. You should greet people. Well, well you're, go- you're going and having a conversation with a computer at Giant Eagle. Uh, no, I don't, have, I don't have a conversation. I just do my business and get going. Get out of here. That's all I'm saying. It's a bad choice. Okay. Right. Goodbye to the signatures. Goodbye to the cashiers. Goodbye we're to John all- Hall having any human interaction. Yes, we're all automatons soon. Hey, stick around. Uh, What's next? Oh, Ben Franklin. Oh, the faith of Ben Franklin. 101.5 WORD. Years of earthquakes and hurricanes have made life in Haiti extremely difficult. Families have no means to send their children to school or even provide food. But through Cross International, you can give a Christian education, food, and the healing gospel message to a desperate child in Haiti for a year for just $110. Call now and change the life of a Haitian child. 1-866-622-6878 or give at wordfm.com. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact. It's time for today's Man Up Minute with Pastor Rock Dillman. When we think of the sins that ruin men's lives, our minds are usually drawn to the sensational addictions, sexual lust, greed, or a thirst for power. But all these share one underlying cause, what Proverbs 29 refers to as the fear of man, the concern for man's opinion and approval more than God's. The fear of man leaves us with a thousand competing masters instead of just one. The standards for success, they're always changing. The targets are always shifting. So if you want to reach your potential as a man of God and enjoy the peace that so often eludes you, ask God to deliver you from the fear of man. I hope you were encouraged by today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. 
Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-9012 today. Are we ready to open next month? I think so. You think so? Well, it's complicated. Fire protection, first aid supplies, uniforms, safety training, mat services. Oh, and restroom supplies. So uncomplicated. Call CentOS. They'll handle all of it. Wow. One company can handle all that? That's not very complicated. So, you'll be ready? Oh, we'll be ready. Oh, I'm ready! Learn how CentOS can help you get ready for the workday. Visit CentOS.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. happy to have Dr. Thomas Kidd back with us, longtime friend of the show. Tom is a distinguished professor of history and associate director of the Institute for Studies of Religion at Baylor University. He's written a bunch of books, including American Colonial History, Clashing Cultures and Faith, Baptists in America, a history, the first book of his I ever read, Patrick Henry, First Among Patriots, and his newest, which is called Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father. Thomas, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yes, Thomas. It's a pleasure. So, Thomas, I, I think if you would say Benjamin Franklin to most of the public, they would say the man with a kite. Uh, clearly, <laughs> though, there's a lot more to Benjamin Franklin's life. Um, uh, I, I think it's probably not a stretch to say uh, he was a, a Renaissance man, maybe a genius, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I think he's right up there with kind of Einstein, Steve Jobs, and people like that in terms of not only just scientific genius, but but also entrepreneurial ability. Um, he's a major figure in, in at least three fields in the 18th century, journalism, science, and diplomacy. Um, and he becomes kind of a master in all three of those fields and, and almost entirely self-taught, by the way, at almost no formal schooling. So he really is a remarkable person and, and just a lot of fun to write about him, his biography. Can you talk to us about the, the 18th century world that Benjamin Franklin lived in? Try to just place him for us, what that world was like that he, he, that he inhabited. Well, I think he's a real uh, combination of um, very humble beginnings and very pious religious beginnings, and then that cosmopolitan world of the Enlightenment that he lives in in London and Paris in particular. Uh, he he grows up in a very devout Puritan family in Boston. Uh, this this explains a lot of his lingering religious influences. Even though he says he becomes a deist uh, by his teen years, um, he he can't really ever fully escape that kind of Puritan childhood. So he's being exposed to all the kind of latest nouveau thinking about 
religion and philosophy and all those sorts of things in in the broader world. Um, but he but he still comes from that really devout, serious Puritan upbringing of his childhood. Mm-hmm. I see. So that that upbringing that was pre- I'm sure pretty common, the norm for a lot of families. And you say that Benjamin Franklin essentially self taught. Was it so he did not receive much or any formal re- religion or educational training at all? Well, in terms of uh, education, he had you know one or two years of formal schooling, and that was it. Wow. Um, he he pretty quickly was apprenticed uh, to his older brother, which was an, <laughs> to work as an apprentice for your older brother was kind of a pain, for, <laughs> as it would be for most of us. And so uh, he was working in uh, the printing business, uh, and w- working for his brother. And because he was so bookish um, and just loved reading, he would read the books that they were printing. Of course, he had to leave them in the same condition or he'd get in trouble, but, but he would read everything he could get his hands on. So that combined with the fact that he's going to church, you know, probably three times a week, hearing long doctrinal sermons. He knows the Bible uh, backward and forward, and then he is sort of, you know, training himself in all these other areas of knowledge as he goes along. Now, I know that Ben Franklin knew George Whitfield, but what about Jonathan Edwards, who was another giant of the day? Any connection there? Right. Um, so he, with Whitfield, he's Whitfield's lead publisher in America and really helps Whitfield's ministry uh, to take off the way that it does, even though they're not really on the same page in terms of faith. Uh, I don't think that he ever met Edwards, but he's, he knows Edwards' work and publishes some of Edwards' stuff. So Franklin is connected in some pretty surprising ways to that evangelical culture of the 18th century. Hmm. Right. So, so what is it? A friendship that compels him to promote George Whitfield? Is it? I mean, it's not common belief, is it? It's not common belief. Um, it starts certainly with the opportunity to make money. Uh, <laughs> he sees Whitfield, and he thinks, "So this guy's a cash cow. I'm, I'm going to get get a hold of his journals." which became pretty much the most popular publications of the time, really? his sermons, everything. And, and so Franklin was publishing everything about Whitfield by Whitfield against Whitfield that he could get his hands on. But um, he and Whitfield uh, just really resonated with each other on a personal level, not about faith. Um, in fact, they were quite clear about their disagreements about faith. But they became close friends uh, for 30 years. Um, and, and Franklin really, really liked Whitfield and, and liked what he stood for in terms of Christian morality and service and charity and those sorts of things. I see. So, Thomas, what about these – when I look at Benjamin Franklin, and of course you're the scholar here, but I look at Benjamin Franklin uh, essentially in three sections of his life where he had a, a large printing operation that made him a wealthy man. He later then became a, a deeply engaged scientist with his experiments with, ele- with electricity. And then, of course, his long diplomatic career where he mm-hmm. left the United States and went to France, those three things together really made the man, didn't they? Absolutely, and and really, I mean, you could easily do a biography on kind of each one of those phases of his career because it's it's just amazing to see someone, uh, you, you know, to make such huge advances in the study of electricity. Of course, the media innovations is so important to what we've become as a, as a nation or media culture. And then, you know, he helps to negotiate the Treaty of Paris in 1783, ending the American Revolution still arguably the most important treaty in American history. I mean, to be involved in all those things is, is it's just stunning. It is. So give me your read on that. I mean, are 
are we dumber now? I mean, how does someone end up preeminent in all of those fields with two years of formal education? Well, I think it's it's not unusual at the time, and really for the whole first half of American history, you do occasionally see figures like Franklin, like Abraham Lincoln, who have very little formal education, but achieve you know these incredible feats in politics and and uh, and learning. Um, and so it just wasn't, I mean, a lot of what education is today is sort of uh, a brand. Uh, you know, you, you kind of present yourself as I'm the sort of person who has a college degree. But we all know that people can learn phenomenal amounts and do incredible things without that degree. And I think that's the kind of world that Franklin inhabited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are in Pittsburgh, not that far from Philadelphia. So uh, like a lot of families from Pittsburgh, we've made the pilgrimage to Philadelphia. We've walked the streets where Ben Franklin walked. And i, and I got to be honest, I don't get sort of um, geeked out often by visiting people's graves. But there's something about going to Benjamin Franklin's grave in the church cemetery. Uh, people leave, you know, little rocks or coins and things like that. It, for me, uh, the couple of times I've been there and done that, it was a moving experience, and I, I can't pinpoint the reason why. Yeah, I mean, I think some of it is just he's so charming, um, and uh, and so I think he's the sort of, if you w- wanted to choose a founding father to just hang out with, uh, it would be Ben Franklin. He seems so relatable, and yet so driven and so successful mm-hmm. and, and entrepreneurial and such a pioneer in all these different fields. So he's not just a politician, I think, is one of the reasons yes. why uh, he's he's so appealing to Americans. But about the Christian faith of Ben Franklin, mm-hmm. we want to claim him as a brother in Christ, but that's not necessarily so, is it? Yeah, I don't think he is a Christian if we take Christian doctrine seriously, because it's, it's convenient that he tells us five weeks before he dies uh, what he believed about uh, God and religion and Jesus uh, in a letter there. And, and he, he said in that letter some good things. He said believes that God rules the universe by his providence and that there will be a, a future life and so forth. But he, he said at that point, I can't say that I believe in the divinity of Christ. And he's saying this to a Christian who wants to know about this. And so... Uh, it would be hard for me to say, you know, that somebody can be a Christian if they did not deny the divinity of Christ. Thomas, let's talk about learning uh, a little bit. You know, previously you brought up the fact that, you know, not just Benjamin Franklin, but someone like Abraham Lincoln was able to do incredible things with limited education. Um, but they were both learned men. And so, and I, and you're involved in the university system. I know that you have younger kids of your own. Last time I checked, you and your wife were, were teaching them at home. Um, what does learning about Ben Franklin teach you about how humans learn and maybe what we're missing out on today? Well, one of the things that strikes me is how they're living in a world that has so few distractions. Um, and, and so for Franklin, for a, a smart boy like Franklin, um, it, one it, one of the things that impresses me about him is that for him, reading is almost like this compelling form of entertainment, where to us in our culture, we're so surrounded by stimulation mm-hmm. of an electronic kind, a visual kind, that, that we labor to, to read. I mean, I, you know, I'm a professor. I still find that, you know, laboring to read when there's so many other things to look at and to do. And, and of course, Children are enticed by this more than anyone, really. 
Um, and, and so I think it's, it's just a struggle for us. In a way, it's, it was probably easier for them to be focused on learning because they don't have TV. Sorry, they don't have radio. And, you know, they don't have the Internet and, and all these things competing for their attention. So you really could envision a disciplined family, a disciplined child, getting a world-class education without any kind of formal schooling. Yes. Thomas Kidd is with us. Thomas is the author of numerous books. Information about Thomas on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're talking about his latest, The Religious Life, uh, Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father. So, uh, Thomas, fair to say that uh, you would not believe, the record states, and he himself, that Thomas, uh, Benjamin Franklin was not a Christian, but was he unfriendly to people in the Christian faith? He went through a phase in his teens and 20s when he, he was a pretty radical deist. Um, it's, it's kind of the moment of rejecting your parents' faith yeah. and kind of going wild. Also in his personal behavior, he was kind of going wild in those, those years by his own admission. And, um, but I, I think he just realizes that it gets to a point where he doesn't have any money and he's acting in ways that he finds personally embarrassing when he visits London for a year and a half or so. I mean, he's just sowing his wild oats. And he, he just comes to realize, you know, radical deism may be philosophically interesting, but it doesn't give you any tools to live. Mm-hmm. And so he, he starts thinking about, you know, maybe I can kind of embrace Christian morality or at least the ideal of Christian morality, but I don't have to believe in all this stuff about Jesus as the exclusive Savior um, and and he, he tries to have a kind of balance between those things. And so for most, most of the rest of his life, most of his adult life, he affirms a, certainly Christian values of charity and philanthropy and serving your fellow man and that this is the best way to, to follow God. Um, and he, he's no longer a strident deist at all, even though he, he holds on to some of those kind of deistic beliefs. I see. So overall... Um Clearly a genius, uh, perhaps not a man of faith, but one of the seminal figures, right, of the, the 19th century. Uh, I'm sure it was a fascinating discovery for you as you went along and uh, overturned more and more about who Benjamin Franklin was as a man. Yeah, do you, are you happy that you spent that much time learning about Benjamin Franklin? Oh, I had a great time. And, and I, I have to admit, you know, because of that Puritan background he has, he knows the Bible so well. Hmm. I almost found it a little embarrassing that here's this deist that I sometimes think he he knows the Bible better than I do, and I try to read wow. it every day, you know. <laughs> but it's that it's that Puritan upbringing that he had that it the Bible is just it, it frames the way he talks, the way he thinks, his jokes, everything. So that that really struck me about interesting. Franklin. I read that um, he used to try to fool people about uh, their Bible knowledge, right? That's right. He he had a, a a story that he would tell friends that he didn't think knew the Bible very well, he, and he would show them this story as a parable, and he would say, "Don't you remember this is from Genesis?" And they, they would say, "Oh yeah, right, <laughs> I remember that." And he would laugh because he he knew it, you know it wasn't from Genesis. And and then one day that that parable got published by one of his printing friends, and he was devastated. Because it took his joke away. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, Thomas, thanks an awful lot. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. From Baylor University, Thomas Kidd, his brand new work is called Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father. Hey, stick around. we got a lot more ahead. Um, well, We're going to talk about Chick-fil-A. Are they really infiltrating New York City? Oh, my goodness. Come on. 
Yeah. Traffic. It is what it is. Installed cars on the Kennedy Expressway. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Sooner than they planned. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life, family. It felt right. Then come to find out, Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit ExpressPros.com slash Pittsburgh West. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. I don't know about you, but as a Christian, I often find myself, Kath, and you as well, Mm -hmm. defending corporations owned by Christians. How is that? I find myself defending some corporations just because people are so anxious to hate on a company for something that they've done. Well, Chick-fil-A is the prime example of this. This is the the hatred against Chick-fil-A is so over blown. I I can't even Okay, so we're talking about this uh, article that generated a lot of buzz over the weekend by Dan Pipenbring in the New Yorker. The title is, this should tell you what the article's like. 
Chick-fil-A's creepy infiltration of New York City. You know, in all of Manhattan, yeah. there are four Chick-fil-A restaurants. Creepy infiltration. Uh-huh, yeah. And apparently uh, the one on Fulton Street, which is downtown, is the largest Chick-fil-A in the world. It includes a uh, fourth floor balcony or restaurant um, overlook. Looks like a fabulous place to have a nice chicken sandwich on a nice spring day. Now, but, uh, before we get into any particulars about this, John, and I ask you as a former resident of New York City, is Chick-fil-A really the creepiest thing that's infiltrated <laughs> New York City? <laughs> so nice now, Could you think named, of a couple things yeah. that are creepier than Chick-fil-A? I mean, it's so nice they York? named it twice, but there's an awful lot of creep in the New York, oh, New York. There's no doubt gosh. about that. Spend 60 seconds in Midtown and yeah. you're going to be in despair. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. The Russian military says it will now help secure the visit of international chemical weapons inspectors to the site of an alleged attack in Syria. Those experts had been held back, citing security concerns. However, Major General of the military's Reconciliation Center in Syria said now Russian military police were ready to help protect the experts on their visit to Doma outside Damascus to inspect damage. Meanwhile, in a statement, the White House says they are considering sanctions on Russia and a decision on possible new economic sanctions will be made soon. Former First Lady Barbara Bush is said to be in failing health. A family spokesman says the 92-year-old Mrs. Bush has decided to not seek additional medical treatment and will instead focus on comfort care. Her spokesman says she's resting comfortably at home, surrounded by family in Houston. On Wall Street today, the Dow ending up 213 to 24,573. NASDAQ up 50, S&P up 22, SRN News. With a moo-moo here and a moo-moo there, here a moo, there a moo, everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. And I'm Donnie, one of the 11 cousins growing up on the Springhouse farm. Hey, Mommy, what's coming up at the Springhouse? I'm glad you asked, buddy. We're celebrating the entrance of spring with our spring ham and turkey dinner this Sunday. Are we having that yummy smoked ham that Bill smokes in the smokehouse with real hickory wood? Yep. An old-fashioned roast turkey and homemade stuffing, real mashed potatoes and turkey gravy, sweet potato pie, and all kinds of goodies. And what's for dessert? My favorite part. Just like an old-fashioned church supper, we'll have coconut cream pie bars and all kinds of yummy family recipe cakes, too. Am I making you hungry, bud? Yes. Can I have some now? Nope. We'll have to wait for this Sunday, starting at noon and going all day. Tell our friends where to find us, hon. Check us out at springhousemarket.com or 724-228-3339. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through 8th grade in the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. From Pure Flix and the executive producer of Braveheart comes The Dating Project. What is dating? Um, dating is cruel. Dating is officially dead. The Dating Project in theaters tomorrow only. It's like single, married, and then there's an extra single, and that's the one that I would check off. There's no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love in the age of swiping left or right. 
The Dating Project, in theaters tomorrow only. More information is available at thedatingprojectmovie.com. Welcome to the 2018 NBA Finals. Want to win a grand prize trip to this year's NBA Finals? All you have to do is fill up with Synergy Gas at an Exxon or mobile station for your chance to win. But don't wait. Fuel up today. Exxon Mobile, official motor fuel of the NBA. No purchase necessary. Ends at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on April 30th, 2018. Open to residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. who are aged majority or older, except void and for residents of Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, and we're prohibited. Copyright 2018 NBA Property Sank. All rights reserved. Sponsor Exxon Mobile Corporation. Straight taxes. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Unseasonably cold with some out-of-season snow through tomorrow. Watch for slick spots late tonight and tomorrow morning. Risk and cold tonight. Snow at times accumulates coating to an inch through tomorrow morning. Low 32. Lingering flurries tomorrow afternoon with a high near 40. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low near 30. And then turning milder Wednesday. Sun will mix with clouds and the high will be 57. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon. Unseasonably cool. That a poor choice of words. Unseasonably cool. I had to get my mittens out. Oh, my. I put my mittens away on Thursday. I thought yeah, we're yeah. done with the mittens. Uh-huh. I'm putting them away in the drawer. Yeah. I got them out again this morning. Sure you did. My snow shovels are away. So is my salt. But it looks Your like salt's a, away. Yeah. Well, that was optimistic of you. What? Well, it's April, what, 16th? I mean, I think it's not... Are they just so think, what are you going to do? What if you need salt tomorrow? Well, you know, it's not that hard to retrieve it. I just have to go drag it out again. Because I got my mittens out. Yeah, because I have an open bag. I've got sealed bags for next year, you know, in reserve. Right. But I got the open bags. So you don't want to get moisture in there because then they makes it just a giant piece of salt. Right. Some people store, like, food and water Bitcoins. in case of, you know, some kind of apocalypse. John Hall... Salt. Yeah. Salt for the future. It's okay. Right? Okay. So you might starve, but darn it, you'll be able to get up and down your driveway. Like, mock me if you may, but I'm not going to slip and slide. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Over not. the over the weekend, uh, right before the break, we were talking about this article in The New Yorker that came out by Dan Pipenbring, which generated a heck of a lot of conversation. The title, Chick-fil-A's Creepy Infiltration of New York City. Yes. It opens like this. During a recent lunch hour, I was alone on the rooftop of the largest Chick-fil-A in the world. The restaurant on Fulton Street is the company's fourth in Manhattan, and it opened last month to a kind of slick, corporate-friendly fanfare that can only greet a new chain location. The first hundred customers have participated in a scavenger hunt around the financial district. At an awards ceremony, the management honored them with a year's supply of free chicken sandwiches and waffle fries. Now, you've got to stop that. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's nuts. Why would some company do that? That's, that's, you know what that sounds like? Yes. Sounds like a creepy company. <sighs> okay, so- and No, wait. He goes on to say, let's just get to the good part, John, before you even bring in your commentary. New York has cha- taken to Chick-fil-A. One of the Manhattan location estimates that it sells a sandwich every six seconds, and the company has announced plans to open as many as a dozen more storefronts in the city. And yet, the brand's arrival here feels 
like an infiltration mm. in no small part because of its pervasive Christian traditionalism. Its headquarters in Atlanta are adorned with Bible verses and what? a statue of Jesus washing a disciple's feet. What? Its stores close on Sunday. Its CEO, Dan Cathy, has been accused of bigotry for using the company's charitable wing to fund anti-gay causes. Wait, wait, to fund what? Anti-gay causes. Wait, wait, what kind of causes? Anti-gay causes. Anti-gay causes. No, no. He is pro-family. They are pro-family causes. That's not anti-gay, is it? No. No. Including groups that oppose same-sex marriage. Quote, we're inviting God's judgment on our nation, he once said. He once said. It's not not quoted as to where he said there's no footnote or anything. When we shake our fist at him and say, we know better than you as to what constitutes a marriage. That's his opinion. He's the owner of a company. He can, I think, pretty sure he can have an opinion. The company has since reaffirmed its intention to treat every person with honor, dignity, and respect. But it has quietly continued to donate to anti-LGBT groups. I'll tell you what. You know what that Quiet. is? It's creepy. It's hush. It's hush. <laughs> yes. All right. So the article goes on to say, Chick-fil-A's expansion raises questions about what we can expect from our fast food and to what extent a corporation can join a community. Yes. Now, they quote David Farmer. David Farmer is Chick-fil-A's vice president of restaurant experience. He told BuzzFeed that he strives for, quote, a pit crew efficiency, but where you feel like you just got hugged in the process. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Sounds creepy. And then the article goes on and it denigrates the advertising campaign about the cows. The cows, which is stupid. It's just dumb. Cows. I got to go back, though, John, to what he says about community. He, he writes here, I noticed the word community scattered everywhere in the Fulton Street restaurant. A shelf of children's books bears a plaque testifying to, quote, our love for this local community. That sounds creepy. Yeah. The tables are made of reclaimed wood, which creates, according to Chick-fil-A's press release, quote, an inviting space to build community. A blackboard with the header, Our Community, displays a chalk drawing of the city's skyline. Outside, you can glimpse an earlier iteration of that skyline in the building's facade, which, with two tall, imperious rectangles jutting out, Mm. quote, gives a subtle impression of the Twin Towers. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a nod of the Twin Towers. So why is that? Why is any of that creepy? Defenders of Chick-fil-A point out that the company donates thousands of pounds of food to the New York City Common Pantry and that its expansion creates jobs. The more fatalistic will add that hypocrisy is baked or fried into every consumer experience. That unbridled corporate power makes it impossible to bring your wallet in line with your morals. Heaven help us. I mean, this is, I I know it's the New Yorker, but it is a hack job. Really? If you don't like the, if you don't like Chick-fil-A. Don't go there. Exactly. But some people have made this their life's work to look at Christians in the marketplace and try to bring those people down. To what what reason? I, I, I can't figure out why you can't just let somebody think somebody, think something different than you. I mean, so you don't like what Truett Cathy or Dan Cathy believes. So don't go to his restaurant. Why is it up to you? What's this guy's name? Dan Pipenbring? Yes. Pipenbring, yes. Yeah. Dan Pipenbring. Dan Pipenbring. Why is it Dan Pipenbring's job to make sure that Truett Cathy's position, his opinion, should be nowhere evident or expressed in the world, now, here's especially the in commerce? If this article would have been written about Jews or Muslims, 
there would have been a gigantic gnashing of teeth. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if a Muslim owned like some halal cart? Right? Yeah. Wait, and I love a halal cart. I'm yeah, all about it, right? What if some kind of halal cart was all of a sudden criticized by some, I don't know, some other group for saying that they're Muslims and they're, you know, they, be- they talk about being anti-gay. I bet the guy who owns the halal cart as, uh, as, uh, What's his name? Jonathan Merritt put in his Atlantic article in response to this. I bet he's a lot more anti-gay if you're going to look know. at it that way know. than Dan Cathy is. But the point is that would not that would not stand. New Yorkers would stand up and say, absolutely not. We're defending the guy with the halal cart. You know why? Because he's a nice guy and we like his food. Right. So why is Dan <laughs> Cathy so, as this article says, creepy? I don't know. I mean, look, I know people this who to this crazy. day would not buy a Volkswagen because of Volkswagen's involvement in World War II and the Holocaust. And I get that. So it's your choice. Exactly. Good for you. You wash your hands of that, right? You choose not to buy a Volkswagen. So if you're not going to, you know, if you espouse gay causes, then don't go to Chick-fil-A if that's right. your deal. But to bring, try to pinpoint and target all Christians as these creepy infiltrators of hip, urban New York City, that's just way off but the mark. I, but I also have to say, aren't you frustrated by this false dichotomy that's set up where if I am not if I'm defending traditional marriage as as this guy is allowed to do, it's his company, it's his own personal viewpoint, he has why does that equal him being anti gay? Yeah. That doesn't mean he's anti-gay. It just means he has a particular viewpoint on traditional marriage. It doesn't mean he hates gay people. It doesn't mean he's homophobic. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want gay people in his restaurant. It doesn't mean any of those things. But somehow in today's culture, it has to mean that. Why are we doing that? I have no idea. We'll take a break and come back. We've got a little bit more ahead here. We're going to talk to a man who, shockingly, an immigrant to this country, he also fed many people. Now he's loving Jesus. Stick around for that. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, this is Kathy. Many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and you probably know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, did you know they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings, up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors. Without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions, you can call Todd Marley and find out what's available for you What's available for your employees? 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. Find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or look for them online at marleyfg.com.
Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely, completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 7 7- 7243909012 that's 7243909012 so the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys soccer girls volleyball and track for boys and girls a well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K through 12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. What costs less than a Kate Spade purse and is better than a box of chocolates? Well, you wouldn't know because you're a guy. It's the Mother's Day gift that will make you a star with the ladies of your life. Just go to wordfm.com and give her the gift of a ladies' night out. Friday, May 11, Mother's Day weekend, with the very funny Amy Barnes. Live at Impact Christian Church in Moon Township. A night of shopping, dining, and side-splitting entertainment. Ladies' night out, Friday, May 11, at Impact Christian Church. RSVP now. Keyword ladies at wordfm.com. we come from how do we get here it is always great to meet people who are not native pittsburghers our next guest fernando de carvalho we met him at the prayer breakfast on friday and we liked him so much we just had to have him in the studio immediately that's exactly <laughs> he wasn't available friday but this is the closest we could get it's pretty, still pretty close very nice fernando welcome uh, thank you it's my honor to be here with you it's our pleasure all right, Fernando, so you are Brazilian by birth. I am. All right, talk about how you ended up here in the States. Well, um, you know, uh, my aunt came to bring my grandmother because she had cancer. This is 30 years ago. Wow. And Pittsburgh was basically the only place that they could come if grandma was supposed to, if, if she was to live. Mm, okay. And um, my aunt stayed. Grandma got healed here at Allegheny General Hospital. Good Thank night. you. Uh, and flew back to Brazil. And then when I was 15 years old, um, every third world, you know, developing country kid dream came true in my life. Wow. He so invited me to the U.S. You left your parents behind. I did. I did. Dad was uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict, drug addict, so he left the family when I was uh, three years old or so. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and the mama was a teenager. And, um, and so uh, when, I was, when I was 15, I didn't have – a lot of places to go. Yeah, uh, I was learning everything I knew from the streets, and so. What about siblings? It was a great. I had. Uh, I have a sister, Caroline, uh, and then Dad married again. Had two other girls, Yolanda and Isadora. 
Um, but at 15 years old, I felt like I won the lottery. I yeah, I, I bet you I'm, did. American dream is at at hand. That's you so know? cool. So yeah. you get on a plane and mm-hmm. you fly to Pittsburgh. I flew straight to Pittsburgh. What's it like coming off the plane and talk about that journey? Well, I felt like, you know, my dream was to hang out with Tom Cruise and Pamela Anderson. <laughs> sure, it was all of our dreams. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, I thought they were going to meet me at the airport. <laughs> um, beside. Exactly. Fernando. Fernando, are you here? <laughs> Uh, Hollywood was my only context, yeah, and so I felt I was walking into a movie, uh, and so that was that was eye opening and and beautiful, and and uh, yeah, I felt like oh, I have a chance now to really mm. do something with my life. Yes, mm. um, I was out of the. The, the, the ugliness and, and, and the addiction and everything that was taking place at a very early age in my life. So, in truth, was that the reality of what happened to you at 15? It is in truth. Um, you know, Brazil Brazil is a beautiful nation, but um, they introduce you to everything pretty fast, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at I was just turned 13 years old, and I had to become a man. And so my, my uncle took me to Rio de Janeiro and brought me up, bought me a prostitute. And, you know, I, and, and I was introduced to drugs and, and so much yeah. very early in my life. I felt like I had lived a life uh, of mm. a 30, 40 year old at, at yeah. 15 years old. And, um, and, but I, I arrived and I felt like I, maybe I have a chance at life now. And that's how I felt when I arrived at the airport. Nice. What about English? Zero English. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's, Tell me about That's it. It's so brave. I, can't, I, I don't think I could ever do that. They, they, they put me in seven or eight periods at Northgate High School in Bellevue, math and English and history. And within two days, they, they probably had a meeting and then they approached me and with a dictionary said, we are changing your schedule to seven English classes and one history just so you can get the feeling, you know? And so uh, I and had what grade seven were you ESL in? classes. I was um, eighth grade, oh my ninth gosh. grade, um, and that was that was hard. I'm that sure. was hard. I, I was close to leaving a couple months into it, thinking I can't make this. Um, but you know, somehow I learned through that dictionary. My English teacher was an angel from heaven. I think was she? Uh, she, she she didn't know my language. She taught me everything through a dictionary, and um, bought me food when I was hungry. Uh, she, she, I, I'll probably tear up talking about. You want to share her name? name? Uh, Kathy Cochran was her mm. name. She really loved on me. And, um, but, uh, I'll tell you, within seven months, I began to communicate. I started to actually hear Tom Cruise speaking in English and, and actually understand him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, it was the first time i didn't watch a movie in portuguese right without the dub sub, right? yeah and uh but you know um within eight nine months uh i had all of my my subjects back and i was able to go to every class fabulous and graduated top of my class in that history class. Excellent. Little bragging point. That's wow. right. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it was such a proud brag. moment should, for me. That is, that's I a, worked that's so hard for that history of. class. Now I get to brag a little bit. Good for it. you. Okay, so then talk about your faith. Yeah, I, I graduated from, from, from Northgate at 19 years old. Um, but it was a very hard little start because that aunt I told you left when I was 17 uh, and Left I just, to go back to Brazil? Yes, and I decided to stay on my own. 
And this was well, – well, I didn't decide. She put me on the plane, uh, called the police actually to make sure I was on the plane after a big argument that her and I had. You're a minor. Uh, exactly. And um, she hired somebody, took me to the airport. Um, and then New Jersey, New York, New- Newark. Newark, um, I got out of the airplane and out of the airport, and I said, you're not bringing me back to that country. I'm staying, and I'm I'm getting taking hold of the American dream. And so there I was, just me, myself, and I at Newark, New Jersey, with a couple hundred dollars in my pocket and a backpack because wow. my check-in went with the airplane, you know. Um, and then I found an Amtrak eventually and, and got the train back to Pittsburgh, started school back up. A family threw me in the attic, gave me some hot food and, and a, a warm house to live. And uh, But a year later, that grace uh, was no longer there uh, with the attic. Mm-hmm. And I put my stuff under a bridge in uh, Etna, uh, behind a laundromat there on the, off the main road. Um, nowhere to go. Uh, just a, a sack of clothes and a couple bucks in my pocket. Um, and then I thought of a friend I knew uh, who I played football, soccer with at Northgate. They were a Bosnian refugee family. And um, I called them, and he picked me up and brought me to their home. So uh, this, this family loved on me and cooked me some food and gave me a good place to sleep. Um, but I finished school, and that was the biggest accomplishment of my life. Gigantic. Mm-hmm. I, I graduated with honors. I never thought that after all the pot I smoked that mm-hmm. I still had brain cells yeah. left. But I did, and I felt so accomplished and so happy, and I worked so hard at a pizza shop all around the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, at 19 years old, I was working for a sandwich shop on Smithfield, downtown Pittsburgh. And the owner said to me, hey, by the way, in two weeks, you're out of a job. Um, so you have to look for another another work. Uh, and he and, and I said, uh, what are you doing? What's going on? He said, I'm selling the place to a bunch of Indians. Um, he was a, a proud Italian guy, kind of racist about every race possible. And he said to me, uh, and you, you got to go. And I said, well, why don't you sell me the place? You don't like Indians anyway. This is how I spoke to him because I knew yeah, he, sure. that's how he – and um, can you believe he said, well, if you come up with this much money at the end of the month – you can. And, um, and so I, I went to work. At 19 years old, I saw an opportunity. Um, nobody with me saw the opportunity. Only I did. <laughs> <laughs> I barely had any English, any money in my pocket. I, I still rode the Port Authority bus to work, but I believe I was going to own that restaurant. And at the end of the day, I did. At the end of the month, I came up with the money. I asked a bunch of friends. Uh, they all said no until I got to someone that said yes. And um, I owned my restaurant in the city of Pittsburgh at age 19 oh with my. nothing. What was the place called? Um, it was called Blimpy at one time, and then eventually it was called Fernando's Cafe. Well, the place went out of business. I'm still dealing with all of my heart issues, you know, not mm-hmm. having a dad at home, broken family, mm-hmm. uh, introduction to drugs and sex and all kinds of nightlife stuff. Uh, so still very lost boy. But now I have a, a somewhat of a position and I'm starting to make money. Uh, the, the restaurant actually in 11 months went out of business, uh, put me in the worst position that I actually was. Deep in debt. Uh, deep in debt um, and no job. <laughs> um, so you know what I did, John? 
I went to the red, white, and blue thrift store, my favorite clothing store. I put a three-piece on, three-piece suit on, and a briefcase, some gel on my hair. And I knocked on every door in the city of Pittsburgh that had a for rent sign. And people would laugh at me. I would show up as a 20 years old, you know, and they would say, okay, what kind of assets do you have? You know, do you want to sign a quarter million dollar lease? Yeah. And, um, to open up a new restaurant. Yeah. And uh, eventually, I, uh, eventually I found somebody that said somebody gave me a chance 20 years ago uh, when I was 20 years old. Now I will give you that chance. And so I did open the restaurant. And that only added that only added uh, problems. I think, in some ways, now this this empty heart of mine now has money uh, and has some kind of position. And um, yeah, I realized I was more lost than I actually was. And uh, that's when I I realized that money could not buy me peace. Uh, Take a break. Stop right there. Money and peace. Often the two are so disparate from each other, are they not? Mm -hmm. Fernando Di Carvalho, he joins us. Fernando is the executive director, co-evangelist at SOS Adventure. Stick around. Hey, everyone. This is Ed Glover from Urban Impact. It's time for today's Man Up Minute with Pastor Rock Dillman. When we think of the sins that ruin men's lives, our minds are usually drawn to the sensational addictions sexual lust, greed, or a thirst for power. But all these share one underlying cause, what Proverbs 29 refers to as the fear of man, the concern for man's opinion and approval more than God's. The fear of man leaves us with a thousand competing masters instead of just one. The standards for success, they're always changing. The targets are always shifting. So if you want to reach your potential as a man of God and enjoy the peace that so often eludes you, ask God to deliver you from the fear of man. I hope you were encouraged by today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to Call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Does Christian education mean less opportunity for your child in areas like the arts? At Trinity Christian School, it actually means more. With two theatrical productions each year and a musical every other year, plus choir and band starting in fourth and fifth grade, led by accomplished teachers like David Minifield of Saltworks Theater and band director Joe Petron of the McKeesport Symphony and Duquesne University. Opportunity awaits at Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. What costs less than a Kate Spade purse and is better than a box of chocolates? Well, you wouldn't know because you're
you're a guy. It's the Mother's Day gift that will make you a star with the ladies of your life. Just go to wordfm.com and give her the gift of a ladies' night out. Friday, May 11th, Mother's Day weekend, with the very funny Amy Barnes. Live at Impact Christian Church in Moon Township. A night of shopping, dining, and side-splitting entertainment. Ladies' night out, Friday, May 11th, at Impact Christian Church. RSVP now. Keyword, ladies, at wordfm.com. Seasonably cold with some out-of-season snow through tomorrow. Watch for slick spots late tonight and tomorrow morning. Brisk and cold tonight. Snow at times accumulates coating to an inch through tomorrow morning. Low 32. Lingering flurries tomorrow afternoon with a high near 40. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low near 30. And then turning milder Wednesday. Sun will mix with clouds and the high will be 57. I'm AccuBeather meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. We're talking with Fernando Di Carvalho. He is the executive director, co-evangelist at SOS Adventure. A street kid from Brazil flies to Pittsburgh at the age of 15. He doesn't know a lick of English. In a short amount of time, he teaches himself the language. He graduates from high school with honors. Then he uh, opens his own restaurant. That fails. He then goes out and opens his second restaurant. But the trappings of the life for a 20-year-old seem to be insurmountable. Of course, the allure. Imagine yourself at 20. And Fernando's here with his story. Let's continue to pick this up, this thread up, Fernando. So at 20, you you get yourself a, a suit from Red, White, and Blue Thrift Store out in 51. You go out and sell yourself. Apparently, your pattern's good enough. Somebody says, yeah, that's my guy. Things are going well for a while. But then what happens? Well, then uh, the reality really sets in because now you feel something you've worked so hard for. You have somewhat accomplished and you still have the same heart. And um, So your restaurant was, was succeeding? Yes. Now, well, the restaurant went out of business again, actually. But then um, then I, I hired Bozo. I don't know if you know Bozo the Clown and some cheerleaders and a high school band. And I put them on the streets of Pittsburgh. People thought it was a circus. I missed that. Yeah, I know. And um, But somehow I went from selling 50 sandwiches to 400 sandwiches in a couple of months. And the restaurants began to to pick up and succeed. I opened the second one and the third one and the fourth one. Uh, But nothing really seemed to satisfy the emptiness inside of my heart. There's always a hole there, no matter what. There is a hole there. And um, now now I'm I'm asking questions. What is there more to life? Or uh, how can this heart ever be satisfied? How can it it ever have peace? And so... uh, that's when I, I, I drove by a church. I call it the Crazy People's Church in the beginning because I had heard that they raised their hands up to a God they didn't know and they shout like they're in the Steeler game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to walk into this church called Allison Park in Allison Park, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. And um, I'll tell you something. I walked in. And I walked all the way to the front pew. I sat down and I listened to the whole message. And at the end, I begin, I begin to hear a voice in my mind and heart calling me, asking me, come. I felt like the pastor was reading my mail. Everything that I had thought that week and I was hurting with. You know, I don't, I never had a dad to educate me and teach me. Mm-hmm. 
I never, uh, I, I, I didn't know uh, how to do life. Um, I, I felt empty. I had, I had zero peace, no, no true purpose. Uh, I didn't know why I was here. And all of these questions I had, I felt like that pastor was responding them. He was, he was given an answer. Uh, and at the end, I felt, you know what, I've tried everything that I know. So why don't give this Jesus a try? If this promise that he is given, what, what do I have to lose? I remember thinking this, what do I have to lose? If he's not real, I'll walk away just like I walk away from anything else. But, but giving his promises, if I would walk away and not believe, I could lose everything. That's what I was thinking. I said, what if this thing is true? Then I lose eternal life. Then I lose the love and the care of God. And, and I, I'm thinking, yes, I'll give this a try. I put my hand up in the air. Really? That first time, Allison Park Assembly of God? Yeah, put my hand up in the air. And I received Jesus as my Lord. I've heard for the first time that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. My guilt was nailed to that rugged cross. I couldn't believe that. I never heard that. I never heard that. I, I was born and raised up in a religious kind of nation, but I never had heard a pure gospel that God loved me so much he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to nail my sin to the cross and to take my depression and my anxiety away, my worry away. And I remember something that Pastor Jeff Leak said. He said, some of you need a father. Oh, that was like a hook because I yearned for a dad to care for me and to teach me how to t- treat a girl and, and go to my baseball games or a football game. or You know, I, I yearned for this. And I thought, wow, what do I have to lose here? Nothing. I put my hand up. I closed my eyes. And I said, Jesus, if you're real, I repent of my sins today. And I, w- I give my life to you. And all I remember is... Five, ten minutes later, I can't really tell you the time. I began to speak a language I didn't know. And, 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 I, and when I opened my eyes, I felt like I was drooling a little bit. I had to wipe the drool from my lips a little. And I walked out of that church. I mean, it was, it was nine o'clock in the morning, and I definitely wasn't drunk. Something had happened. And I walked out of that church with an out-of-body kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And the peace that I was asking for and, and the, the embrace I was looking for, I received that morning. And life was never the same again. Never the same. For the first time, I told my team this this week, for the first time in my life, I walked into my restaurants and I saw my employees. Mm-hmm. Now, this is profound. Because for the first time, I saw my employees. For the first time, I began to think of their stories. I think about them not having a, 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 a dad, but them, them being raped, them being addicts, them being uh, lonely, them being anxious, them needing a, a job to take care of their kids. And I began to fall in love with them and their story for the first time. I saw my, my workers. I saw my friends. You see Jesus in them. Yeah, first time. And I'm telling you, that brought me so much joy. 
um, and 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 there was a lot that needed to be restored and healed. But um, I did you I, have a pastor who walked through that with you? Yeah, uh, in the beginning, I joined a group called CLC Christian Leadership Concept. Um, I saw that at Christ Church at Grove Farm. I was pursuing a girl that I went all the way into Christ Church or Grove Farm with, and um, and ended up joining twelve guys and started to be discipled with these twelve men. So grateful for them and that opportunity to be discipled. And my first book, Christian book, was A. W. Tozer. You <laughs> nice. know, and, um, and and I'll tell you, um, I began to hire only heroin addicts and felons. That was part of my interview. The state probably doesn't like this very much, but I, I, if you if you didn't have a felony or if you're not an addict, you couldn't work for me. <laughs> and <laughs> um, reverse, isn't yeah, it? yeah, and and I'm telling you now, I'm I'm ministering to them. I'm loving these people. I'm driving them to methadone clinics before they before they come to work for me. And um, life. I had a transformational change. I went to the clubs and to the bars that I've been going since I'm 12 years old, and the alcohol and the noise and the smell is all all uh, disgusting to me. I don't know why my senses now are changing so rapidly. I don't. Even, I never opened a Bible in my life when I gave my life to the Lord, so I I know nothing that's really going on. Yeah, but I knew that there was. There was an embrace from heaven. There was a love that I never felt before. And there was an experiential, physical, and emotional change and healing that I could only, I can only credit Jesus for. We need to take a, a quick break. Fernando Di Carvalho is with us telling his story of what it's like to be a boy coming in from Brazil, being broken, and then finding Christ. Stick around. A few more minutes ahead. 101.5 WORD. Years of earthquakes and hurricanes have made life in Haiti extremely difficult. Families have no means to send their children to school or even provide food. But through Cross International, you can give a Christian education, food, and the healing gospel message to a desperate child in Haiti for a year for just $110. Call now and change the life of a Haitian child. 1-866-622-6878 or Give at wordfm.com. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 75% off labor and installation. That's 855, the number four, new gutters. Call now and you'll even get a free $100 restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855, the number four, new gutters and get LeafGuard today. 855, the number four, new gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. 
Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive. Through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics. An independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10, right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. We're hearing the story of Fernando de Carvalho. It's fascinating. A young guy from Brazil flies into the country at 15, knows one person, goes from one person to another, one job to another, a lot of brokenness, a lot of chaos. I mean, I think for a lot of us, right, you know this story. The difference is that Fernando's an immigrant. But Fernando picked this thread up. So you go into Allison Park Assembly of God Church. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there, in the front row, mm-hmm. you find Jesus. I found Jesus. And then you're speaking a language here to forth you never knew mm-hmm. that was even inside of you. That's right. Not a Bible reader at all. Ever. But somehow, Christ is in you. Yeah, somehow Christ is in me. I can't understand. I can't explain it. But I can absolutely um, tell you that the change is so transformational. It was like a car colliding 100 miles an hour into a, in, into, into a wall of darkness. And, and it happens that I felt like I died there. Mm. And, and in some way, in some way, I was raised back to life as a new Fernando, mm. almost unrecognizable. Uh, my, my tastes, my desires, my, my yearnings, it was no longer about greed so much and ambition and building restaurants and growing the business. It was more about loving people and caring for them and, and, and crying with them. I started a Bible study uh, shortly thereafter for my employees and, and began to love on them so much that I'm a little bit all or nothing kind of guy. And so I, I didn't have the maturity to, to do the business well uh, and still minister. Uh, I felt all I wanted to do is to minister and be with them. Uh, and so this call to, to, to being out there full time, um, that really appealed to me. And after talking to pastors and, and, and friends, um, the restaurant kind of begun to take, take second, second in, in, in my priority and, mm-hmm. uh, got rid of a couple, lost one through the recession and, um, one survived because of the furries. I don't know if you remember the furries. Sure. Fernando became the hobby, hub for the furries. Uh, I changed when they came into town after getting kicked out from Philadelphia. I changed the name of the, the, the restaurant from Fernando to Fernando's Cafe. I bought 
thousands of dog bowls, a two-foot straw, so that they can drink it to their through their, That's very their smart. fur. Opportunity knocks. Oh, yes. I saw an opportunity there, my friend. And you should have seen them. Oh, my God. Oh, they, they felt so welcomed and loved, uh, especially because I changed the logo to Fernando's Cafe, and I made thousands of T-shirts. I ended up selling 1,800 sandwiches in one day. It was like the best I've ever had. And then they made that place the headquarters for, for, the, for Furry Land. And um, and the restaurant really picked up there, but then then it was time to close, yeah. and uh, it was time to follow Jesus all the way through. Um, I don't want to say say follow Jesus full time because I think any one of you would follow Jesus full time and yeah. be a radio and be a producer and be a nurse. But uh, I really wanted to give my whole life to cry with people and lay hands on them and preach to them and 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 have them experiencing the same thing I did at that church in Allison Park when I was 26 years old. Okay, so let me ask you something, Fernando. So how 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 long ago was it that you walked into that Allison Park Assembly of God service? Eight years ago, almost nine. Eight years ago, mm-hmm. okay. All right, and then how long was it before you decided that you were going to leave the restaurant life About behind? three years into okay. it. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. About three years into it, I helped a church plant in the south side of Pittsburgh called Lifestone Church, amazing church that's still there today. And... Um, uh, and then, and then I, I had this. I have this adventurous spirit in me. Fernando, the name means uh, brave, adventurous traveler. And um, and I think that that's that. My mom, mama doesn't know, but she, you know, but she, she named knew. you well, exactly. And um, missions appealed to me right away as I began to see where God might want to take me. Yes. Um, and then I had I had the, this ministry that I looked up to. They lived a simple life back home. They shared their faith. They baptized people in their bathtubs. They shared the stuff they had. They loved each other. And that to me aligned with the book of Acts that I was reading. The fact that they went to the nations to preach Jesus and heal the sick and cast out demons. That was to me, that was to me real life Christianity. Mm-hmm. They weren't live, living a religious life. Yeah. They were really doing this back at home Body. and to the unreached peoples around the world. And so I said, I want to live this life. And lo and behold, I got a call from the president of that organization called SOS, and he asked me to be a part of the movement. And so I said yes. And how Absolutely. long ago was that? You don't even have to pay me. I just want to do this. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Uh, that was about three years ago. Okay. Fabulous. You know, and I've been so doing that's where that you are right now? Three years. That's where I'm at right now. We've, I first started going to uh, Cuba a lot with a different ministry. And then when uh, the president called me, Johannes Amritzer called me to do SOS, uh, they have a huge calling to r- reach Africa, any unreached people groups uh, in Asia with the gospel. Um, they have a huge heart to raise up radical disciples, not just religious disciples, but Book of Acts ones. Yes, and um, and and we, so we equip and resource the local church. We take teams with us. We are taking 180 missionaries to Lilongwe, Malawi, in two months. Wow! Uh, and we're set. We set up festivals and we set up Love Does projects with ice screening and and we're, we are taking care of the albino community in the long way which is an ugly ugly thing happening there um 
And so, uh, I'll tell you, what God has done in my life, you bring tears to my eyes. Because I never thought that I could have the life I have today. And I could have a dad. Can I tell you this? Mm. I was about to have a child. Well, I wasn't about to have a child. I just got married about four years ago. And I was so scared because I married a, a, a hot, green-eyed girl from <laughs> Fox Chapel. And I knew kids was probably in the future. She had seven siblings. But I didn't want to have kids. I was so scared. How do I do this? How? Oh, how? Yeah, what's the pattern? Exactly. And I remember crying, John. And Kathy, to, to, to God, what is it? What's wrong with me? And he, ex- he was exposed that it was fear. And so I, I said, okay, well, what do I do? And I began to pray and ask Jesus. And he said this to me. He asked a very beautiful question. He says, Fernando, this was as loud as you're talking to me right now. He said to me, who has raised you up? And I said, you, Dad. He said, who has given you joy? You, Dad. I began to answer and cry. Who has built your character? You, Dad. And he kept going, asking me questions until I had nothing left. He's, who has taught you how to treat a woman? You, Dad. Who has given you the manner, the charisma, and the faith? You, Dad. You, Dad. And I said, yes, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'll have a son. I'll have a daughter. There is no more fear in me. He said, then go and do what I have done for you, and you'll be okay. And I remember leaving that prayer time, snot on my nose, you know, filled with tears, and saying, I can be a dad. You know why? Because I have one. He shows up in every single occasion. He holds my hand through the valley of the shadow of death, and I fear no evil. He's cleansed my sins. He's given me joy and peace. He's raised me up. And so I will do the same for my little son, Malachi, and my daughter, Isabella, mm. who is two and a half months years old. <laughs> oh, amen and congratulations. Amen. Yeah. Only God can do that to us. Fernando, Only it's a he great can story. do that for us. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous, fabulous Thanks story. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's really my do. honor to be here. Thank you for the privilege. Our pleasure. So we can find you on the web. Uh, talk about SOS. People yeah. want to go there. Yeah, if you need to go to, uh, to, to the nations and you want to live a Book of Acts kind of life, sosadventure.org. Um, there's huge needs for prayer, for giving, and for coming with us. If you're a local church or a pastor out there and you need to come with us to the mission field to preach Jesus and love people, um, we will be happy to serve your local church. Amen. Thanks. Thank you so much. God is good. Fernando Di Carvalho, SOS Adventure. Kathy posted information on our Facebook page. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, stick around. we got a little touch ahead. We want to talk to you about something very important. What did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through eighth grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. 
Joe Belanti and the team at JD Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. JD Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a Compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. As Christians, we're called to take the gospel to others. And medicine gives the opportunity to provide both physical and spiritual health. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. If you're a doctor, dentist, nurse, medical student, or other healthcare professional who's interested in using your skills to share the good news in this country or around the world, check us out at cmda.org. Okay, so there is a road in the Netherlands. And, you know, the Dutch, they're, they're inventive, are they not? Well, right? They use a lot of vowels. Yeah. So... You know when you go off the road and you know these these the rumble invention strips. of the rumble strip, right? You start to veer off the road. I'm grateful just, for those. I always, oh, I always appreciate too. that. Me too. I mean, I'm sure it saved some, a lot of lives. I need some encouragement, some reminder. <laughs> okay, okay, get back, back, back. So the Dutch came up with the idea. Well, you know, there's rumble strips. They're making it sound. Why don't we make the rumble strips sing? So somehow through engineering and audio technology, they place the rumble strips. Far enough apart. That they play a song? They created notes. What? Yeah. And so as you travel on certain roads in the Dutch colony, as you go off to the rumble strip, it plays a little song. And people, this happened like three years ago. People were like, this is fabulous. What a great idea. However, what's fun for the driver and the passenger is not so much fun for the villages and towns that live next to these singing rumble strips. Oh, because they can hear the singing. Oh, yes, they can. All night long. And that's not the song. They've just had enough. So after many meetings and a lot of complaining, a gnashing of teeth, the singing rumble strips are finally going to be taken away. So, I mean, sometimes good ideas are left on the drawing board, not necessarily for the good of all. That's the craziest idea. The singing rumble strips. Yes. Well. Because they thought that it, would, it would be artistic, it would be friendly, yeah, yeah. you know, Dutch are friendly people. Exactly. We're going to try something fun and new. So we have the technology, let's make it sing. How about if they did that at the Indy 500? And you had like a bunch of cars going 210 miles an hour, and there was also song along with that. That would be atrocious. That'd be cool. I think okay. it'd be cool. Okay. Has a rumble strip ever saved you? Like in some... Yes. Yes. Yeah. There was a period where um, I was... Uh, dating my wife, and she was living in New York City, and I was here in Pittsburgh, and I would leave, and I was working a different job, and I would leave that job, like, you know, I would leave New York City, like, at uh, 6 o'clock p.m., and then drive back oh. to Pittsburgh so I could be at work, you know, Monday morning, all bright out of bushy-tailed. I'd fall asleep. Oh, of course. And I would remember pulling the, you know, winding the window down, slapping myself in <laughs> right, the face, right. yelling out loud, mm-hmm. screaming. There were times that I would fall, like, not off for a second, and I'd go, you know, 
You hear that rumble? I'm telling you, those are those are again. outstanding inventions. Yeah. I mean, needless to say, I just should have pulled over. Right, right, nap. right. Isn't it when you get in that space where you're that tired when you're oh, driving? It's so dangerous. It doesn't. I mean, I've done the same thing with the rolling the window down, biting your lip. You lose like, all whatever. reason. You you just need to get off the road exactly because you can't get out of that space. No, save your life That's and those horrible. around you. Horrible. Anyway. Singing rumble strips are not coming to Pittsburgh. Hello, we Darn could it. use a little pothole, a pothole filling, could we not? We could. Yeah, we we sure could. could. I mean, I wonder if there's going to be a, a Chick-fil-A that's going to creepily infiltrate. If there is, I'll be there because I'll infiltrate right along with them. I'll have a waffle fry and I'll be happy about it. Hey, thanks for being with us. Check us out on the podcast, uh, johnandkathyshow.com. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.